Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our guest today is one of the most successful stand-up comedians in the world. Fluffy! That's a big scar for a meniscus. That's a big knee. My doctor told me, he goes, yeah, that's a procedure. It takes about 90 minutes. Four hours later, he goes... Wow. <laughs> I was at the Canelo fight, sitting right next to Chappelle and Rogan. They got kicked out of their seats by Travis Scott and Baby. You have no idea who just got kicked out oh, for boy. you guys to sit here. Travis was like, I know exactly who the hell got kicked out. <laughs> the manager of the club calls me up and he says, there's somebody that called up and they want to do a guest spot on your show. Okay, well, who is it? Yeah. Uh, I can't say. I go up on stage, I get handed a note, and when I open it, it says Robin Williams. Oh, God. And the mental breakdown was basically me going through my first real breakup in my 40s. Are you over it now? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm at peace now. It's not over! Yeah. <laughs> This is a multi-million dollar program. There is no reason a cord should be propped up on a recliner. Oh my God. This is unacceptable. <laughs> Caleb, Dylan. Caleb, oh, get, get your Hold on. We're all right. It's Monday. We're happy. Caleb, can you show the cord draped over the recliner, please? Uh, when I say son, pan, Caleb. <laughs> oh my God, Michael. What the is good. I'm Michael. Some, all right. It's Monday for Jeff, Pete's sake. Major Jeff, I can't do, I can't work like this. Jeff, it is true. We, uh, I say we do a, a revamp. We fire everyone, including Mike and George, including myself. How many times am I going to get fired <laughs> this week, bro? All right, listen. <laughs> Twice. Just, we, we, this hap that happened a month ago. So. Wires supposed to be like that. You, what? You talking about wires now? What are you doing about wires? You're a manager, bro. Wires come in and we don't send Wires them. only? Seems like we hit a little bit of a lull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, today, today's a weird one. It's a weird one. All right, I'm going to bring the guest on. This is, it's gnarly. Allow me to take it from here. Oh, wait. Um, Welcome back to Impulsive. <laughs> <laughs> the number one podcast in the world. Thank you guys for listening, watching, viewing. Hey, Dylan, driving. shut the fuck up. We're... Hey, hey. He's this doing... whole time you never said hi? Hey, hey George. I'm so sorry. He's doing the intro. I'm so sorry. Go ahead, please. <laughs> Why don't you do it, George? No, no, it's too big of a guess, bro. No pun intended. George, if you don't know the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Our guest today is one of the most successful stand-up comedians. Do it, man. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, coming to the couch right now is a very funny man who has no beard. Uh, but, hey, hey, whatever. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm going to steal a lot of this shit when I leave. <laughs> I, I said, I'm trying to be like you. He goes, keep eating. I'm so sorry. Fluffy. I got, I got a good, I got a good one, Fluffy. Ready? <clears throat> Subscribe. Our guest today is one of the most successful stand-up comedians in the world. But like any success story, there were major personal and career bumps along the way. His new special, Stadium Fluffy Live from Los Angeles, is out today on Netflix, in which he was the first ever comedian to play and sell out the Dodgers Stadium. Oh my God! It's crazy. Please welcome Gabriel Iglesias, Fluffy. <laughs> What up, guys? Thank you. George, what's up, man? Get in here. Dude, I am right. so excited that you are on Impulsive. You have no idea. 
this is awesome. I'm going to make sure I'm sitting right. Okay. Here. It's, it's not bad. There you go. This, this place is cool. We, we uh, work remotely. So yeah, this isn't our house. You can steal whatever you want. <laughs> nice, right? <laughs> it is a nice neighborhood. You know, it's a nice neighborhood when everything is in Spanish, when there's no Mexicans. So, uh, <laughs> glad it's nice to be here. Yeah. Hola. <laughs> so dude, welcome to the show, man. Thank you. Yeah. We're pumped to have you on, man. We, uh, we like to start the shows with a little icebreaker. Okay. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I, uh, I know you have. I didn't know I could wear sandals, dude. That's crazy. You don't even have to wear shoes at all, bro. Oh, bro, you got bunions. Nothing, Is that a better icebreaker? Like, you got bunions. <laughs> Yo, do you have bunions? Hey, what's up? <laughs> Kick your feet up. Relax. This is cool. Yeah. Hey, come on, George. Get with it, man. Dude, I'm, I'm with it. Get with it. This no, now cool. I feel weird. Feel like a Mexican. Troll. Take it, go ahead. Run, run. Here we go. No, I was gonna say, um, yeah, I, I, uh, I like to start the show with a little icebreaker. I know you have two chihuahuas. Yes, yes, I do. I have two chihuahuas. Yes, uh, so when did you lose your virginity? Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about that in the car right here. Uh, before I got the dogs. <laughs> Fantastic. No, Long before I got the no, dogs. No, really, though. I'm curious. Uh, actually, uh, when, I was, when I turned 20. When I turned 20, I was in Phoenix, wow. Arizona. Uh, yeah, it, it wasn't for lack of trying. It just no one, no one wanted, wanted it. So, uh, yeah, when I turned 20, <laughs> I was on the road for the first time and... Yeah, one thing led to another, and yeah, one thing led to another. One thing led to another. Who's the Who's the chick? Who? who not, you don't have to give me a name. I don't. But, it's been so long. Yeah, oh, it, it oh, was like, a chick. In case you're wondering, because <laughs> I know that's going to be mean, the I next question. What's his <laughs> name, bro? <laughs> 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 all right, thanks. Thank you. That's, what, that's all, it. what is it about Phoenix and Arizona in general? By the way, that breeds actually that it was type. Tucson, Arizona. Forgive me. Hey, oh yeah? yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Yeah, Tucson. I didn't know we had a Tucson crew in here. What the hell was yeah, that? What was that? We just had an uprising. Who claims Tucson? <laughs> Tucson. Tucson doesn't even claim Tucson. I love Tucson. Yeah. Is there what? There's a school there. Yeah. Manager Jeff is. Raising his hand. University of yeah, Arizona. Arizona. U of A. Same with Dylan. Okay, we do have a little squad. University of Arizona is supposedly the hottest girls on the planet. Is that That's true? That's right there in Tempe, right? Is, is that Wait, right? No, I'm, I'm thinking, no, I'm thinking Arizona State, right? Okay. I don't yeah, think wrong, we're ever going to get this one right. Wrong one. So back I'm to these. And I don't know. But that's because it's a college. And just colleges in general, I don't know anything about. You don't know anything about geography. I can't get into them and I can't get into them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's true. You flunked out. All right. Um, <laughs> chihuahuas. We did want to talk about the chihuahuas. Okay. I, so how does it work? Because, you know, I'm picturing you with two chihuahuas. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, you know, I've had my dogs for a very long time. One of them, she's about to be 17. The other one's 10. And uh, I've been taking them on the road now for about five years. You love these dogs. I love these dogs. These dogs, uh, they, they bring me a lot of joy. Really? You know, it's one of those things where I don't argue with them. They just, all they want from me is just to hang out. Just yeah. do this. What are their day. names? Vinny and Risa. Risa in Spanish means laughter, in case you're wondering. Oh, that's amazing. Well, one thing that doesn't usually spell laughter is chihuahuas. They're some of the most violent uh, dog breeds they, on the planet. They're, they're, you know what? The reason and people, When people find out how old my, my oldest is, they're like, wow, she's that old? I go, yeah. Uh, anger keeps her alive. <laughs> oh, that, you, you always hear about old people living, you know, that, that are angry, that live forever. They're just like, this bitter asshole won't die. Because <laughs> anger, man, it just keeps you youthful for some reason. Everybody's scared of pit bulls, but I think like, the majority of dog attacks are from chihuahuas. You can lose a, a finger, fingernail. Easy. <laughs> Easy. My, uh, my little Sox. girl dog has no teeth, and she still scares the other one. She's gumming people. Scare, yeah, yeah. The, but it's the attitude. Uh, it's the attitude. Like, you feel like you try to pet her, she's fram. Like, uh, are you based in Los Angeles? You are? Uh, yeah, Long Beach. Okay, okay. And you, you grew up in Los Angeles? I grew up in Los Angeles. I was born in San Diego, grew up in Long Beach, and I've been there ever since. And it's funny, I have friends that go, you know you can afford to leave, right? <laughs> I go, I, it's home. It's home yeah, for me. Yeah. Sick. I, I wanted to ask, uh, are there coyotes in Long Beach? There is. 
You worried about that? I'm not worried because my dogs are inside dogs. They're, they're not outside okay. dogs. Okay. You know, they're very spoiled. They, they're always on a couch. They're always on a little doggy bed. They go outside. I'm watching them. They're done. And they let me know. They, they don't want to hang out outside. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you know the drill. See, I didn't. And I had a little dog, too. Oh. Coyote hopped the fence, snatched him up. Seen mm. him on, seen him on uh, what's, that, what's that app? Citizen? Yep. That, that app that alerts you of crime? Mm -hmm. I, see, I seen a post on Citizen the next morning. Uh, small golden dog head found in my yard. Gone. <coughs> treated treated his yard like a drive-thru. Yeah, two miles away two, from my house. Sorry. That's, that's, a, that's a rough one. It wasn't that an inside so dog. It was, it was shitty. We saw it on camera. He hid in a tree for months trying to get revenge. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We can't talk about this? We can. I just am saving this story for, <laughs> for Joe Rogan podcast. For what? For Joe Rogan's podcast. Saving that really? story for the end of when time I go, at this point. When I go on, I have like I have like five stories I've never told online I'm saving for Joe Rogan. I, I, I got it, I got it. I want to hear this off, off uh, yeah, yeah, you know. I'll tell you. Okay. But uh, I, I do think it's sick that you are born and raised, LA area, California, whatever you want to mm -hmm. call it, and you did sell out the Dodger Stadium twice. And, and you're the first comedian to ever do that. Doing a show like that at home, uh, definitely the biggest thing I've ever done at home. That's, that means everything. Yeah, it was very cool. Like, oh my God, I can't, I can't imagine. Like no. if I, I was going there as a kid to watch games. So that's like to go there now and just like, it, it was surreal. Yeah. You, surreal. You, you, you've, you've definitely made your family proud, your, your, everyone around you proud. And I know you've had a lot of ups and downs too. And I don't want to start on a, on a super downer note, but I find... Uh, I was a virgin until I told you I wasn't. I'm a, I'm a, hey. <laughs> he started on a downer note until he was 20, dude. Bro, you punked him out about dogs and then called him a virgin. I think he's good to start out wherever you want. You can start wherever you want. It's pretty much, uh, you know, it's, an, it's up from there. You've, uh, no, you've had, you've, had, you've had a lot of ups and some downs. I had some that, downs, yeah. That, that are inevitable with it. And I think our audience um, can appreciate an authentic story. And especially an authentic story of of redemption of self, mm -hmm. and I know you had that a little bit. I think we need a lot of uh, of both. We need ups. We need downs. Uh, downs help to uh, create character, and you know it's one of those things where if everything's just always going good, then how are you really going to appreciate? How are you going to understand? How are you going to value something if you don't know how hard it was to get there? Bingo. So you know, I, I appreciate it. I am very grateful that my downs were not my final. You know, moment I was able to come back from things, whether it was health or whether it was relationships or whether it was just career going in weird circles and places. And to be where I'm at now, I'm very grateful. But I know how hard it was to get here and I appreciate the hell out of it. For sure. I know <clears throat> me and Mike relate on this a lot, but we we really get along best with people who have been through shit, you know, trauma, tragedy, survived, overcome um, and adapt. And uh, what I'm referencing, yeah, people who got their shit together are no fun, right? They're no <laughs> fun, right? You, you, really, it's, it's been great. great. It's been you. great. Good for wow. you. Wow, yeah, got all your teeth and everything. <laughs> <That's Fuck. sick. laughs> but I, I, for those of you who who, who don't know, um, the 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 thing I'm referring to is in, in 2017, you had a, a little bit of a a mental breakdown where you realized yeah. you needed some time for yourself. Uh, and the mental breakdown was basically me going through my first real breakup in my 40s. I had never had heartache before like that. Oh, it was, oh, it was no my relationship that, that came to an end when I was on the road. And so, yeah, it's like, how am I supposed to be a functional entertainer when I, I, I can't keep my personal life together? And so it was one of those things that, you know, doing a lot of drinking, a lot of just, you know, the road. And, and you know, unfortunately, it, it, it took its toll. Would, would you say you were an alcoholic? No, no. Alcoholic is daily. Alcoholic, because I asked. I asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> Based on research, no, it's uh, it's one of those things where. Wait, every other day? every day? 
<laughs> no, I was on the weekends. Well, there's different there's different oh, levels. Yeah. There's different levels of like alcoholism. There's like a hardcore physically dependent alcoholic that like wakes up in the morning, their hand, they have tremors, they need to drink just to satisfy this physical dependency. Exactly. But then there's also lower levels of, of alcohol dependency that are binge drinking and, and that kind of thing, which technically classify as some level of, of alcohol dependence or I asked. They, using they it still to get away no. from an emotion. Okay, then yes. Yeah. Then yes. No, no, I was asking, is that oh oh yeah, no, that was yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, I, I trying not to deal. You know, but, uh, you know, I was doing it more so on the weekends. Not really so much. Uh, I wouldn't wake up and, like, I need a drink or, you know, Monday, Tuesday, have a drink. It, it was more so on the weekends. Was it ever affecting your work? I was just- Here, that's the crazy part is that, um, no, because on stage I wasn't drinking. Hmm. It was after. Oh, so the problems mm-hmm. are only when you were drinking. Were you just smacking your chihuahuas? Your chihuahuas? Oh my God. <laughs> Get over here, Vinny. <laughs> you little shit. Your name's no. Laughter, but you won't be laughing for now. <laughs> Did you just finger my dog? <laughs> yeah, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> fuck them. Fuck they're, also, they're also uh, long beach it, it was, chihuahuas. Like, you're not going to push yeah, these motherfuckers yeah. around. Bro. Like, it's a 562 dog. Yeah, yeah you don't have an LBC dog. LBC, man. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. And if you don't mind me asking, how did you, how did you overcome it? Like, what was that one thing in your brain that you were like, all right, fuck it. This is what I have to do to get it done. Cause I always forget to ask this important question. And right now there's somebody in your position, exactly in your position, like literally you, (laughs) Uh, but like somebody's going through what you're going through. And like, what is that one thing that you had to think about or do to get you out of that rut? Um, I knew that if, uh, you know, the fact that I was going through this breakup, I didn't want to depend on alcohol in order to numb it or to avoid it or I needed a deal. I needed a deal and I needed to make sure that I had a clear head. And so that kept me. I didn't I didn't drink for at least two years, two years. And I actually I wrote it down. It was two years and like three days because I I made sure that I hit the two year mark. But I wanted to make sure that I dealt with all my bullshit sober. And I didn't didn't want to make a bigger mess because, you know, sometimes you drink, you'll send a text you can't come back from. You make a phone call, you Mm -hmm. use regret. And I wanted to make sure, you know, it hurt. (laughs) But I dealt with everything. On a, with a clear head. What was that dealing like? Like, what did your... It sucked, dude. The, yeah, but what was, the, <laughs> what was the process? Like, you you know, you spend two years sober. Are you in therapy? Are you... Are you spend- I did I did do some therapy. I didn't want to do it at first because, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, Mexicans, man, we're, we're, we're you know, we don't, we don't do therapy. We, we'll, we'll get drunk and cry and sing songs and vent to an uncle. Estás bien, mijo, estás bien. And that means you're good and you get the blessing. And so it's one of those... It's, it's hard to say you need help. It's hard to admit sure. that you have a problem that, that you can't fix on your own. And so um, uh, originally the idea was to try to do couples therapy and that unfortunately was not working. But the idea of talking to someone who allowed you to question yourself and find out about yourself, because that's one of those things. No one ever asks themselves, what is it I need? What is my problem? What is my issue? What do I got to do? What brings me joy? What makes me feel good? And going to therapy is one of those things that helped you do that. You know, and so I did that for a couple of years and I made sure that I kept myself, you know, focused and uh, didn't drink. And I think it was very beneficial because therapy teaches you to listen, which is a hard thing to do when you're in the business of talking. Interesting. <laughs> the Americans been coming out of me a lot. America. Yeah, America. I've been watching NASCAR on Sundays. I'll admit I can't get rid of the fast cars that they, they got a place in my heart. I see the clips when one of them crashes and the other driver goes up and. Big Start Rex. punching through the window. Fights. It's fueled. It's fiery, dude. We got a sponsor, guys. It is NASCAR. We do love NASCAR. And it might be the end of the season, but the intensity just started. This weekend, NASCAR is back at Homestead Miami Speedway. So strap in for a wild ride as stars of the NASCAR Cup Series take on Homestead Speedway. There are only eight drivers left. They're vying for their spot to be a champion. NASCAR always delivers an action-packed race full of lead changes, wild wrecks, and close finishes that will keep you on the edge of your seat for the entire race. 
You have to experience NASCAR in person. So be sure not to miss the action. Go to NASCAR.com slash tickets to get your tickets today. Can't make the race? Tune in and get ready to take a beer to the finish line with NASCAR in Miami this weekend at 2.30 p.m. ET on NBC. Thank you. <laughs> Back to the program. <laughs> okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you're a comedian, you're obviously dealing with some type of trauma. That's what you use comedy to get away from it. But you never really want to take care of yourself. That's why you meet comedians. I didn't know how weird comedians were until I met them backstage. <laughs> He's touching me. They're fucking. so weird. Percy fingered your dog. <laughs> fingered my dog and he touched me. Hey, bro. <laughs> Chill. I'm so sorry. I just I, got so excited that you're next to me. Just, no, for sure. They're, they're, you got you too, actually, are artists. You're artists. And, and your outlet is, is that of, of comedy. I commend you and I admire you for hitting the nail on the head and attacking the problem sober. Mm-hmm. I wasn't strong enough to do that. You know, I know how, how, how tough heartbreak can be. And I had one in particular, right? Like I, I drank my way through the whole thing. It's thir- yeah. 30 days of trying to ignore reality. Mm-hmm. I needed, I needed to not be present. Right. That was my worst nightmare. So you're much tougher than me. Also much older. And with Thanks. <laughs> comes wisdom. I don't, I don't know. There was a time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, but it, it, I think that might have been the benefit of of going through the breakup at that age because people can engage in highly self-destructive behavior when 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 they have that heartache and, yes. and they're young and they don't know where to go or, or how to handle it. But I wanted to ask you because because you mentioned therapy and you also mentioned your upbringing. You know, your uncle was saying what? what oh, it was, just, it was just Spanish gibberish. You know, that's usually what happens. You get drunk, you get emotional. Someone looks at you, that's the way, which means you're fine, dude. Uh, in a weird way. So, yeah. so I, I I find this interesting because 2022, we are in a time where people, I think, I, I'd be optimistic to think that are becoming more open and honest, especially with themselves, right? Like, like man, 50 years ago, talk about depression. Taboo. Slap back on the head, slap Taboo. on the back of the head, like, yo, suck it up, right? Mm-hmm. And, and now I think people are more willing to have that conversation about going to therapy, about speaking to someone, a friend, um, a relative, whatever it is. I grew up with the kind of suck it up and get over it. And, and because Same. of that, I became yeah. hardened. You've seen both sides. Mm-hmm. Which in your idea creates a better self? I think it's a mixture of the two because there's some people who can handle suck it up. And and there's something in them that, all right, you know, it's a sink or swim type of thing. And, and you know, some people are, are built differently. Mm. Some people can handle it. Some people, it's all right, then I got to do what I got to do. But there's there's part of them that still wants someone to listen. Someone, they, they still wish they had that outlet. Mm. And so I think finding that balance, you know, is, is very important. That's the word right there, yeah. balance. I've been talking about it endlessly lately. And it seems like, you know, your like work life balance was probably skewed in a direction that was unhealthy because you were touring, you weren't, you were drinking, you weren't focused on yourself. I was go, go, go. Exactly. As a lot of us are. But I think another big thing too is like your mental health and, and, and your happiness is not a one, uh, a one size fits all solution. There's no, you know, answer. Like people ask me all the time, like, how did you, you know, get off drugs? How did you get your mental health back in check? Whatever. And it's like, 
dude, I can't give you that answer. There's a reason why people say life is a journey. It's a journey, dude. We are all, as I look around this room, there's 20 people in here. Every single person in this room is trying their best to figure it out. Mm-hmm. No one has it figured out, you know? And, and as someone who's struggling, you know, on the daily or like a lot of people watching the show are, that's not the kind of thing that you want to hear. You want an answer. You want somebody to be like, yo, do X, Y, and Z, and you're going to arrive at the, the finish line that you've always been dreaming of. Mm. But you know that that wasn't the case. So through those two years of work, was there a, a, any sort of applicable realization that you had, that you garnered, that you took away, that you said, okay, I can apply this and become a happier person? It was a day-to-day thing. Like you're saying, it's, it's not just one like, okay, here's the plan. And that's it. No, every single day was part of that success. Every single day was part of that struggle, part of that fight. But, you know, you you got the ups, the downs. And at the end of the night, when you put your head on the pillow, how did it go today? Did we drink? Did we make a mess? How do we feel about ourselves? It's all day to day. And so when people say, all right, so what's the plan? You take it day by day. I know it sounds cliche and they always people say that, oh, it's day by day. But that's literally what it is. I I grew up with the saying of today has its own troubles. Worry about them. Mm-hmm. That's how I used to grow up. But to take it back about which is better, uh, if you scale it back, I've, I like to reflect not just on myself. I like to watch how people act so I can learn from them as well. The people that are like, uh, brush it off, get it, shut it down, bottle it, you'll notice they have troubles when they need emotion, when they need that intimate relationship, when they have that son or, or girlfriend relationship because they don't want to open up because they were trained, no, don't do that. Yeah. So when they're bothered, they're like, bottle it down, but bottling up ends up being resentment. Resentment becomes anger, and anger is like, yo, fuck this, I don't want to be here anymore. Mm. But then you see the guy that's too much on the opposite, on oh, my feelings, my feelings, yeah. my feelings, now they're just, they're fucking pussies and they don't want to do <laughs> it. So it's, it's a grand skill that you really have to fucking be disciplined. And the one key thing is, what is wrong with you? Like, you have to, I, I didn't grow up with a therapist. I didn't, I, I thought it would be weird. I thought if you had a therapist, you're a fucking lunatic. That's how I grew up. I was wow. like, tell that to Tony Soprano, I would even, buddy. like, if you told me you had a therapist, I'd genuinely Get be like, cucks. what's wrong with you? Like, really? what happened? Distance. Like, well, that, well, that's kind of what I'm saying. The, the, the stigma is disappearing from having a therapist. Like, having a therapist now is commendable and cool. Mm. You're willing, you're, it's getting closer you're, 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 for sure. I mean, I, especially, I think for men, especially for men, for men, and to his point, probably certain cultures, Mexican men, it seems like especially you guys have it. A, it's, yeah. It was very much taboo, man. Like I said, if you want to get in touch with your feelings, it was always drinking, there was music playing, you're, you're around family, wow. you know, and it's just, it was very much a, you know, that's a, it was a cultural thing. So to, to admit that you're, you know, you you having problems that you can't handle on your own. That's that's huge. Are you that's over? Like, are you over it now? The relationship. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm good. I'm at peace now. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> no, the reason I'm the reason it's not over. No, I'm <laughs> the reason I'm asking you is um, bring her bring her out. No, no, no <laughs> nice. <laughs> we brought her here today. We're gonna rebuild. We're gonna yeah. We're gonna test them. We're gonna test them. Are you single now? Yes. Are you fucking? Am I? Fucking? <laughs> Oh, you sold out. Well, according to you and my dogs, that's what's. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Don't answer. That. And that, by, by the way, let me let me just say, dating is you know you always hear people say, oh, that dating is so hard. It's very challenging. Like, how do you? Everybody's crazy. What's going on out there? And like in my position, I just don't trust anybody. Can't. I always feel like someone is up to something. Mm-hmm. They, you know, there's an agenda. There's, you know, there, it's a money thing or a, uh, can you help my situation with, you know, can you expose like, oh, help me with my GoFundMe or help me with this. It's all about what can I get? Yeah. And it's like, it's depressing. I'm like, yeah, I'd rather just stay home and watch movies with my dogs. It is lonely you at about the top, this. brother. Mm. That's what they say. I just had this like vision of you like going out to a bar in like Tempe. 
and you like bring a girl home, you have sex, and she's just like, Can you, fund you my know, my fund? dog has <laughs> leukemia, by the way. Like, here's the link. Can you post that? You're like, does that happen? It happens a lot. Not the uh. sex part. Not the sex part. <laughs> Fuck. You at least you at least gave me something. To, you know. <laughs> no, but I, I every single day I get someone that asks me to pay for something. Yeah, for and, sure. And yeah, there is no like, if I do this, can you do that? No, it's straight. You know, can you help me pay for uh, situations with family, with pets? Uh, uh, I've been asked to pay for multiple funerals. I've been, can you help me get a car? Can you help put me through school? And I'm like, you know, that takes, first of all, that's a lot of balls to ask somebody for this. And the, yes, they mean it. You know, it's not one of those like, oh, they're just kidding. No, yeah. no. They mean it. You got to say they send. No. They send links. No. In the beginning, you know, here's the problem is that, you know, I hear a story and you're like, oh, and you, 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 you have a connection to whatever the situation is because you've experienced something like that. And you're like, oh, I know where that's coming from. Because, you know, like for me, I've seen people that have issues with dogs and they know I have dogs. So that's my weak spot. Mm -hmm. So then they're like, you know, look at what Scruffy Scruffy's going. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> Situation. You only got one dog bed. Can you help? You know, I'm like, ah, oh, fucking Petco card. Here you go. Uh, <laughs> he, got, he got a slew of them in his it pocket. Is, 20 is, bucks? What the fuck, bro? You sold out Dodgers. Right? <laughs> oh, I get a lot of Twice. people that guilt me. Twice. I get a lot of people that guilt me. For and, sure. Yeah, I, I call them family. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're awesome. Uh, one of the hardest things to do is to say no because you got to be prepared for the reaction. And sometimes people are cool about it. Hey, man, I, I can't right now. No, 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 I understand. It's okay. But then you get the others that will hit you with the, the guilt trips or mm -hmm. the, oh, all right, I see, how, I see how it is. I see how it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I, I, I won't forget that. And you get the finger it's pointing. Like, what? You're like, really? Why? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's annoying. It, it's, it's, uh, it's frustrating because you want to help everyone. Sure. And, and no one ever wants to not be the, uh, the, the night. Like for me, I, I hate disappointing people. And I don't ever want to be a disappointment, but I feel taken advantage of a lot. And it's just like, dude. You know, it's it's hard saying no. It's it's hard, but at the same time, there's a certain level of like, wow, okay, that that was hard thing. Power, to it is. It's powerful to say no. You talk about this in your stand up when you talk about your driver, about how he works through Christmases. Uh, Dave. Yeah, 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 Dave. <laughs> Dave. Uh, and you talked about how you trust him, and uh, so you're using your your problems in life, and you're making more money off of it, man. Those are good jokes. <laughs> so you're taking it. And you're making a profit out you of know, it. You know, yeah, because it's like, uh, for those that don't know, Dave, my my bus driver, he's a, he's a friend uh, more than anything now. Uh, been working together for uh, over 10 years. And matter of fact, I saw him a couple of days ago. Just a super honest, hardworking dude. This guy's been driving buses for, I want to say, almost 40 years. Mm. And he's never taken a vacation. He's never taken a vacation. And so when the opportunity came to go to Europe for a couple of weeks, I said, Dave, go with us, man. No way. You know, and so we had to fight and drag him, take him with us over there. And he had one of the best times of his life. And he's like, dude, man, I've been missing the boat. I haven't been living. I'm like, yeah, man, it's cool. I go, so do you still think America is the greatest country in the world? <laughs> and it, he said yes, but it took him about a minute to say yes because <laughs> wow. he really had to think about it. Whereas before he's like, America, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I haven't left, dude. You know, he's, he's hardcore. He's hardcore. Where did you bring him in it's, Europe? It's interesting to see. What's that? Where in Europe did you bring him? Oh, man, we did a whole tour. So I think his favorite country was Copenhagen. 
Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, we were, oh, God, I couldn't even tell you the places we went. We were in Athens, Greece. We were in Spain, uh, Copenhagen. We were in Norway. Uh, was he driving or solely as a friend? No, 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 just to hang out. Oh, cool. Just to hang out. Cool. So we called him Euro Dave. Euro Dave. You're out there. You're oh, Euro Dave. Hilarious. And we made it a plan. I says, every country we go to, you got to drink a beer from that country. Sick. And I don't like beer, but I told him, I'll drink a beer with you. It, everywhere we go, this way, it's a it was a thing, and it was it was super cool. I know how hard that is because I don't like beer either. Ah, dude, you're yeah, a good man. Uh, I'd rather just do shots. Do people make fun? Dude, same. Yeah, I get grilled. For I'm work. like, give me tequila or diet coke. I'm, I'm there's no in between. Or both. <laughs> or, or, or both. <laughs> Cue the haunted music. Michael Myers sure is scary, but the last thing you need is to be hairy this Halloween. Luckily, our friends at Manscaped launched their fourth generation performance package to make sure your pumpkins get the ultimate carving experience on this spooky day. Turn your bite-sized treat into a king-sized candy and join the <laughs> 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code LOGAN. Make the right call this spooky season. It's trick or trim. Have you ever tried to trim down there and turn it into a Freddy Krueger film? Well, luckily, Manscaped is here to save the day and make sure you're feeling your best in your costume. The Lawnmower 4.0 is easily the greatest ball trimmer in the world. Oh, did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? The trimmer is a shower essential. 20% off plus free shipping with the code Logan at manscaped.com. Say trick or treat to your beautiful new Halloweeny <laughs> with Manscaped. Back to okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The program. Speaking of, of Dave and his uh, inability to take some time for himself, I know you've had some trouble with this as well. I don't take vacations. Why? I do not take vacations because what is a vacation? What is a vacation? You. Uh, plan a trip, maybe, right? Yeah. Okay. You get on a plane. You get on a shuttle bus. You go to a hotel. You're in a pool. You're, you're, you know, go to eat. That's every single week for me. I'm always on the road. Bro. I live on a plane. I live on a oh, bus. Okay. I live at a hotel every single week. That's what I do. The funnest thing I, you know, for me is getting up on stage. So I'm gonna take the one thing away that brings me joy every single week and just do the work, because. <laughs> Traveling is work. Yeah. Waking up early. Go catch that flight. You know, make sure you get on that bus. Pack those bags. Get everything together. You know, go, 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 go. And then I'm, I got dogs with me. So it's like, it, it's work. I mean, you're doing what you love. I love what I do. And For so sure. I'll, I'll find ways to enjoy my trip. So like in Europe, I took time to go see certain things. When I was in Spain, I made it a point. Let me go around town, enjoy, take a look around. But there always has to be work attached to it. And it's, I, I can't separate the two. Vacation for me is being home for a couple of weeks, sleeping in my own bed, driving my own car, and not having to worry about what time I got to wake up. That I mean, makes sense. I mean, you're, not, you're, we can relate you're preaching to the choir, Yeah, dude. for sure. Well, I'm on the road yeah. 200 days a year. He's probably close. I mean... But but I, it always... It, wearing sandals is such a... like It's the dude, socks. Oh, it's, it's the, the socks for dude, me. That, no, that's for the, me, that, like, that's high chill. I just, I'm, I I'm prime. Yeah, bro, I just got back from tips. Yosemite. <laughs> yeah, those are fucking cool tip socks. Those are like my pops wore those. Those are the best. But, yeah. but I don't have jewelry. I have gold tips. I have gold tips. You know you can't wear jewelry in L.A. right now. I, yeah, no, I'm not you even trying to be that. Because I, I, I still live in Long Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I live two minutes away from a Roscoe's. So, yeah, I'm not, I'm not yeah, playing. Yeah, nah, fuck that, You need to be iced up, though. I got you. Oh, shoot. Damn. Yeah. My mom got me this. Oh, like, my Israel God. Or something. That's the only reason I wear it. I got, I got one of those, too. That's like a first communion chain right there. <laughs> <laughs> that, Mexico. 
No, no, wait, wait, wait. Yeah, wait. we're going. I got, I got, I got a path because I'm, I'm curious about this. Um, I, I know. Well, I assume because it was on the PDF given to me by my producer Dylan. Great PDF. So if it's wrong, let's all attack him. Okay. Uh, hey, Dylan. Uh, He's gone. During your emotional rebuild, did you have a time where you wished you would have spent more time with your children? Because you you were on the road so much, right? And and I and I read that you had a moment where you you realized you were missing some important moments, right? There's always gonna be that regret factor, and you start thinking, oh, woulda, shoulda, coulda. I could have done this better. I could have handled this better. I could have done that. I should have done that. But, you know, at that time, it's easy to say that after the fact, but when you're in the shit, when, you're, and when things are going on and you're, you're part of a machine that just every single week, that's why I don't take breaks. This thing is a machine. I'm on the road four days a week. You know, the amount of, of, of work, time, energy, and then, you know, once money starts flowing, people say, oh, uh, money, you know, does money change you? It changes things around you and once you see that there's something that's working you become scared to let that go Mm. because you found something that works and you're seeing like things just happening around you and so that does become a a a, a fear and yes I did start thinking you know what I should have spent more time I could have done this better I could have handled that better but at the time I thought I was doing the best thing for the family being a hard-working person making sure that my son never had to issue, you know, issues with struggling or, or having to, to worry about things, making sure the lights never got shut off. The water never got shut off. We always had a roof over our head. We never had a car that was busted. Everything was going great as long as I continued to do what I was doing. But after the fact, yeah, you will. You will sit back and go, yeah, I could have done this. I could have done that. One thing I made sure that I didn't miss was uh, I told my son, if you're going to graduate, uh, I will be there. I will make sure that I, I cut that time out. I will be there for your graduation. And uh, it's one of those things where it's like, all right, he did graduate. Uh, get the so, fuck out of the I'm, house. I'm man. glad he did. No, he's still there. He's still there. <laughs> but you did, you did have a moment with him, right? Where, where you approached we, him. We, not- yeah, we, you, we've had a, a few moments. And I think it's one of those, uh, that, uh, like anything else, it's not just one thing. It's a series of events, a series of spending time and conversations and uh, uh, just having those awesome little key moments that, that make things stronger and better. And like this morning before I left, you know, uh, he just came over to the car and gave me a big old hug. And I'm like, well, that was okay. Cool. Well, he knew you were coming here. No, no. I told him after. <laughs> What's funny? He told me He's to like, tell say you hi. Logan for me. He said, tell him I said hi. I told so, you. Uh, but he didn't know I was coming. Oh, cool. He okay. didn't know. And so I thought that was really sweet. Now and, he's going to be mad at you. He's like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> you didn't bring me? <laughs> <laughs> There's no coincidence, coincidences in this business. You are as successful as you are because of an occasional missed Easter. Because of... Yo, sacrifice. this career is my fucking life. And you kids are always going to eat as a result of it. But there will be times when I'm not going to be at every single event because I'm providing for you. And I wanted to ask everyone, you know, in the, sitting here, this question, what happens to a machine when you don't use it for a while? I think we know. It starts to rust. Mm-hmm. It starts to slow down. It starts to lose its lubricant. It starts to run a little slower. And as the great Logan Paul has always said, this career, this life is all about something called momentum. And so those two-week journeys, those three-week journeys, those breaks, this, the break here, the break there, all career professionals know what that could end up equaling. Mm-hmm. And this is something I'm personally struggling with on a major scale right now. I, I hit him up yesterday and said this to him. like, bro, I'm... I'm, I'm I'm there three years deep, not a week missed. I know what it feels like, but you know, 
that you have to balance in some way the need to continue pushing for your career and, and handling that other stuff. Do you think that you found a balance now? I think I'm a lot closer to that balance. Whereas before it was 100% sacrifice. I knew from the get that if I wanted to be where I'm at now, it was going to mean that I had to give up and w willing to give up certain, uh, you know, luxuries, being comfortable. First of all, being comfortable is actually a luxury. So once yeah. you find something that works for you and you feel very like, you know, whether it's being at home or you got a job, I had a really good job before I got into comedy that was paying me very well. I was selling cell phones back in the day. Okay, this is before the iPhone or Samsung. I was selling a Motorola PC 550 flip phone, <laughs> and I was working on commission. God, were and you in a I, hut? In a I was. I was. Uh, I was actually inside of a uh, uh, Walmart. I was at a, a kiosk in a Walmart. <laughs> you're laughing, dude. But I, at the time, 1997, I was making about 5k a month in commission. Which think about it for yeah. a 20 year old making 5,000 dollars a month. And my <laughs> rent was half of my rent was uh, 350 because I had a roommate. And oh, I was, dude, oh, I was balling, balling, balling. balling. I was five thousand today is great. Yeah, 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 sure. All right, so what made you? Oh, my, what no, made you, you go you know, like, you have, hey, all this you have, money. You have success. You have the success trait. I even just sitting with you now, like the hustle, the grind. You you you're doing shit and you're good at it. Like you'll, I feel like you're one of those guys where whatever you do, you're gonna figure it out. You're gonna do it. You're gonna make Thank it you. work. You know the the job that I had. My mom got upset with me when I when I quit that job to pursue comedy because. I was getting benefits. I had, it was the first time I had insurance and I didn't just have the regular insurance. I had insurance. You know, I had uh, medical, dental. Uh, I was making all kinds of money. I had a brand new car. She, I was paying for cable. That's, that's a flex. <laughs> I could have called like my neighbor. My neighbor was like, hey, bro, I hook it up. I go, no, no, it's okay. I got it. No, de veras, I'll, I got you. No, 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 it's all right. How many channels? Movie, uh, movie man, channels? I, it was back in the day. So you got to figure it was a, it was a um, ah, God, I'm trying to remember the name of the company at the time. It's a long time ago. But I had, yeah, I had my HBO. I had the Cinemax. I had Showtime. You had Cinemax. You watched you know? Cinemax after a little bit. And so, I, you know, and I'd order my WrestleManias every year. Like, all right. Or or I'd watch it with the, when it's all scrambled. Remember, yeah. it, was, it used to be all scrambled. Yeah. I don't know how old you guys are. The TV I remember. All scrambled. Or, or uh, you'd watch the freaking Dirty Channel. Same thing. Spice. It was called Spice Channel. Spice. Yeah, Spice. 116. Back in the day. Y'all remember, remember that shit? You, you, what the hell you guys talking about? Listen. Dude, that was. This, was, this uh, is uh, this what do you is, mean it's scrambled? This, like one this screen, was the, this was going the, back the red tube of its time. This was the the <laughs> porn hub of its day. Uh, basically, you 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 watch the TV and it's all scrambled. The audio was crystal clear. So if you just close your eyes, yeah, you you, you <laughs> had a good imagination. Oh my god, yeah, you're you were, telling me you watched porn that had lag? No, 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 not like, him, George. No, ah, no, 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 George, you're not. You you need to be uh, understand this correctly. It wasn't a lag. You would occasionally see a boob. Yeah. You're basically looking into a, a misty swamp, yeah, a murky just, swamp was, like that this. goes like this. It was now, like this, and then every now and then it would clear up, and it's like, yes, yes, like you that. would see some fucking, and, bro. And, and that would be the moment you would usually yeah, be able to push like, it over. Yeah. So, so question for you, because there's a lot of people. <laughs> this is so the, funny, bro. These are the people that Horror I struggles. talk to on this show specifically, because it's like the 30 plus group that remembers this channel. When I, this was the first thing I ever jerked off to. And I'm convinced, dude, that this channel, channel 116 in Connecticut, the Spice Channel, produced a high-pitched audio frequency that would wake my mom up when I was jerking off. <laughs> I swear to you, bro. Mom, mom, she watches every show. I, I may have asked you about this before, but you need to tell me. Because, dude, I would be dead silent. I would get a little pillow hump going. I would get 116. A little tit would show up. Maybe a, a thumb in the mouth. You got bro, that and I would, breathing. Bro, but I was so quiet. And for some reason, my mom was right above me. I would always hear the foot hit the floor. And she would go to the bathroom. And now it's like, dude, that's the last thing you want to hear when you're, you're whacking off is your, is your mom shitting. beautiful mom upstairs. <laughs> 
walking pooping. across the floor. Pooping on the no floor. No poop on the floor. You know? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you guys, bro? Yeah, Ro- Ro- Robin's been on the no porn train for a while. Oh, my God. Well, no, no porn, Michael. I, I, I haven't watched porn in a long time, but my porn struggles are very different. My porn struggles were bad internet connections. So you'd be ready to go, about to finish off strong, and it freezes on the dude's nutsack. <laughs> do, you ever, do you ever get that? Does anybody understand what I'm talking about? You'd just be like, oh, no. oh, oh. Like, zoom in. <laughs> this is the angle. The camera, lo- it just lags, right? This is the <laughs> And then you have to grab your tip because you're not finishing on that segment. Well, you also have a higher chance of seeing it end on a dude's nutsack because you, you have two dudes in the scenes you watch. Yes. So it's a, it's a little... A little higher. <laughs> Get fucked, George, <laughs> with your shit joke. There's one comedian in this set. Let him be a comedian. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't have. I literally said like I want to be a comedian, <laughs> and he said just keep um, eating. Comedian, because oh the. God. All right. Ooh, Ooh oh, Mexico. So yeah, Mexico. please. I, I gotta you. ask you, Viva Mexico, for all the Mexican viewers out there watching this. We fucking love you guys. I love your culture so much. The food, the music, the, the Mexico in general, the geography, the place. I got to ask you this. What was it like and what does it continue to be like growing up as a Mexican in America? You know, uh, man. Wow. That was a that was very powerful he can question. Get, he That's, can get there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm hyped up today. No, no, get really there. Good. Moments ago, he's talking about jerking off and his mom taking a shit. Don't, don't hey. remind me what you did moments ago. It's called flipping it, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it feels it feels great. The fact that I was able to do the Dodger Stadium show. I know a lot of people were like, wow, you know, like, look at this guy, man. It's one of our own. Went up there and, and was able to do it, you know, because I, I didn't. You know, I grew up with a, you know, just my mom, you know, just my mom. We had every issue you could think of. We were on Section 8, welfare, uh, the EBT of its day, uh, you know, and, and we had a lot of struggles. And so it was one of those things where, you know, to be at that moment and to know everything that went into that. And it's like, hey, look, hey, you know, eh, eh, we can do it be- beyond just that. You've been doing what you do for so long. I have such respect for people who can remain relevant and impactful Thank you. For, for, for decades now, right? And, and, and you've done it. And I think your YouTube uh, journey has, has been really interesting too because you're a traditional comedian and you have a billion views on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We don't even have that on this channel, man. That, that is a lot. And the early days of the internet, when I was coming up and watching YouTube, I remember you hosted... Uh, a few episodes of Equals Three. Yes. Back in the day with Ray William Johnson. Ray William Johnson. Yep. Who we had on this podcast. I I give him a lot of credit. Ray was the, uh, he was the king of the internet before, Mm -hmm. you know, before anybody really knew what was going on. I mean, his show got, I mean, more views than than most networks were getting. And, um, you know, he gave me the honor of guest hosting his show a couple of times. And guest hosting one episode of Equals Three was greater than doing a Tonight Show. It was better than having your own, sitcom because man the views jumped i i easily gained oh, i want to say close to three million subscribers just by being a guest host on equals three wow which you know i don't think he gets enough credit i don't think he gets enough credit and uh yeah you know it's a lot of subs bro. uh i was i was one of the Lana first didn't even do that for you <laughs> yeah I, I was one of the first close. um close. One, i was one of the first non-youtubers that did a show like that like with him, he considered me a, a like a, a like an entertainer, entertainer, like Hollywood style. Where you know, after I did it, then other people started doing it. He got other guests, and I remember one time he actually had Robin Williams on the show, and he goes, "Yeah, uh, Robin did the show. He saw that other comics did it, 
and and that was like the I was like the guy that like brought everybody else in. Yeah. So it was you know we both helped each other out with that one, but I, I give him a lot of credit. Ray, if you're watching, dude, thank you. Hey, Ray. That's so long cool. time no see. We love you, Ray. Did you get a Did you get a minute to do you meet Robin? I actually had an opportunity to meet him one time at the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach. Uh, it was a funny story. So the manager of the club, Richard, he he calls me up and he says, hey, listen, man, I know you got your show this Tuesday. Um, there's somebody that called up and they want to do a guest spot on your show. Is that OK? Or is your show booked? And I go, anything for you, man? I, yeah, I'll do a guest. No problem. He goes, listen, here's the thing, though. This person who's uh, the guest, they want to go on um, after you. And I go. I go, okay, well, who is it? Yeah. Uh, I, I can't say. They they told me not to say because they just want to keep it private. I go, well, Richard, you know, it's if it's my show, <laughs> no one goes on. If there, Whatever name is on the ticket or the marquee, that's who goes on last. Yeah. That's just how it goes. Yeah. I go, so if I'm going to say, okay, I at least need to know who this person is. And he goes, I cannot tell you. And I go, Richard, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not 12 years old. Just tell me who it is. I'll keep my mouth shut. It doesn't matter. And he goes, all you need to know is that if you ever have a secret, know now I can keep it. I'm like, what kind of high school? <laughs> right? So I said, you know what, Richard? Okay, fine. I, now you, you've piqued my interest. Okay, I'm going to say yes. <laughs> it better be good. So I go uh, Comedy Magic Club and, uh, you know, I, I go up on stage. I'm doing my thing and I get handed a note. I get handed a note and when I open it, it says, Please bring up Robin Williams. Oh my! I just got. I literally have goosebumps. You can you can zoom in on my hand, right, or my arm. That's fucking crazy. So and that's Robin came out, and you know when I told when I when I told I told the crowd I go I go hey guys uh, I need to get off the stage, and the crowd started going no boo no 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 I I go listen you guys uh, I'm gonna bring somebody out, and as soon as I bring this person out, you're you're gonna be like uh, fluffy who, (laughs) and they're like no 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 I go. Watch. And then I said it. I go, Ladies and gentlemen, please help me. Welcome to the stage. You know, and I said it. I said his name and the crowd was like the crowd didn't even react because they did not believe. Of course not. They didn't believe he was so, there. It's so random, you know, and then uh, he was standing behind me and I didn't know he was behind me and the crowd couldn't see him because, you know, shit. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he eclipsed Nano Nano. So I turn and then he's right behind me. Right. And I was like, oh, my God. And he, he gave me a quick hug and he goes, you were funny. And I was just like, that's all I needed to hear. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And so I went and I, I, I watched the show right from the, 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 the curtain. I watched him right there, like from here to the camera. And it was just like, yeah, as soon as the crowd saw him, they're like, yeah, fuck Fluffy. Uh, we, don't, we don't care. <laughs> I, mean, dude, I mean, bro, like he, he went on. That's, and, Michael, that's Michael Jordan. That's, that's, that's Michael Jordan. That's no, the, no. That's Michael Jordan, LeBron. Question. That's everybody. everybody. That's Robin fucking Williams, the greatest of all time, right? What, what, how long before he passed was Months. that? Oh my gosh. So I met him that one time. As soon as uh, he got off the stage, I was waiting right there, you know, by the door. And I was like, hey, you know, oh, yeah. And I took a picture with him and his handler, whoever was there with him, Robin, we got to go. They wanted to beat the rush of, of the crowd out so they can get jump in the car and take off. Uh, yeah, that was my only moment with him, but uh, I'll never forget it. And there's a picture of it. Was he one of your comedy com- yes. heroes? Huge. It was, so it was cool. Eddie Murphy, Robin Williams, Murphy. and uh, there was another buddy, somebody. So uh, I can't. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, now, you, now you got now you got two, uh, Robin Williams and Eddie Murphy. That's it, I guess. It's funny to have it full circle back to the conversation we had about uh, mental health. I mean, you look at somebody like that who is the epitome of making people happy. 
in life. You know, somebody that was able to make billions of people, the, the most world renowned right. actor. Whether it was with, with comedy or, or, or film. And who was, who was another man, another male person, you know, comedian struggling with severe mental illness and, mm -hmm. and unfortunately was unable to get it under control. And, you know, I mean, talk about losses for, for massive, the, you know, maybe the biggest ever in terms of comedy, you know? So that's, that's, that's why people still feel it. Like yeah. there's still, oh, yeah. you know, more specials coming out about everything. And it's just like, yeah, we're not getting over this one. It's, it's, it's still very sad. Mm -hmm. It's still very sad because if you, once again, not to, to continue going back to the age thing, but if you're in your thirties, his movies, his stand up, his touch that existed on you as a person, as a, as a fan of him was a little bit beyond what we've seen since he, he had a way to touch your heart. I was going to say, I was going to say it's, um, when, the, when, when people like Robin Williams are alive and there's not many people like Robin Williams that have the um, amount of impact that he had, you can feel the, the fact that this, this human is eternal, right? And so when you lose them, it just hits different. Kobe was another one yep. for, for me to, like this, this person's eternal and, and why, you know, why did life unfold this way? I want to, I want to, I want to pivot. Because I'm getting sad. Yeah, uh, did, I got bummed out. That, that, I I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, we also got one at, in my at 400 shows. One of the great. Honestly, that was. I can't believe that happened. To you. That is sick. That's amazing. Good. Do you pay attention to any up and coming comics? Is there anyone that you have your eyes on that you think is making waves in the scene? You know, um, I used to have my ear to the ground. So I mean, I was always like in the know of who was going on, what was happening. And I, I feel like, man, in the last couple of years, I, I've lost touch with everybody who's coming up that's like, you know, uh, new. When I say new, I mean like someone that's been doing stand-up for, for under five years. Uh, as far as comics that are like now that are, are killing it, I mean, God, Tom Segura, mm -hmm. Kreischer, uh, Bill Burr definitely, I think for many years was like, you know, he, he was right there and it was just like, it was taking a minute. And I feel finally like he's, uh, he's, he's hit it. Yes. And um I'm a big fan of comics that do things uh, I don't do. Like, I, I try not to get political, controversial. You know, I try, to, I try to keep the show very safe and very friendly, very fluffy, per se. Mm. Uh, and people give me shit for that, but whatever. Tell them to comics, comics, you know. Is I, it PG? I, I, you know, I, I would consider it more PG-13 okay. than anything. Um, but, God, I love Jim Jeffries. Jim Jeffries makes me laugh. Uh, you know, again, Tom, uh, Kreischer, yeah, uh, yeah. Bill Burr. And, uh, you know, people are going to say whatever they want, but, uh, you know, Chappelle, I mean, he's, 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 Bro, just, he's a wordsmith. He's, he's the, the way goat. he crafts uh, his sets. I got actually a chance last, uh, you know, a little while back at a fight. Uh, I was at the Canelo fight when Canelo did Triple G uh, part, part three. This last, the last one. The last one. So uh, uh, I was sitting right next to Chappelle and Rogan and I had never met Chappelle or Rogan. Whoa. And so that for me was pretty crazy because I'm already in my seat. I got there early because I'm like, ain't nobody taking <laughs> <laughs> I've been to these fights. I've been to these fights, and they'll punk you out yeah. of your seat. You're like, look at look at this ticket, and I can move. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna sit up here. <laughs> yeah. You end up so, in the nosebleeds. Yeah, so I'm sitting down right there, and sure enough, here comes uh, Rogan and Chappelle, and I'm like, oh shoot! And uh, I wasn't sure what was gonna happen because I've never met them. We we have uh, mutual acquaintances and friends and stuff like that, but we've never actually met. So when Joe Rogan was coming by, he saw me, he goes, Gabe, and he gave me a hug. I'm like, oh, cool, cool. Hey, man, what's up? And then Chappelle, and I'm like, and I'm just looking, I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm like, okay, what's yeah. he gonna say? What's he gonna say? Does he even know who I am? Yeah. He's like, hey, man. And he <laughs> my hand. How you doing? And he pulled me in. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. And he hugged me. I'm like, 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like, all right, okay, I got, the, I got the blessing right there. And so super nice. Both of them sat right there next to me, and we were watching the, the fights and stuff like that. And then they got kicked out of their seats. They got kicked out of their seats by Travis Scott and the baby. Shut up. Oh, yeah, we oh, saw yeah. him. They got the baby still have the mask on? And it was the a, ski yeah, mask? Yeah, the yeah ski we mask saw him. It was the funniest thing because, like, the, the guy that works the floor, uh, I think. No, no, little Lil baby. The, the, no, but, but I'm saying the, the guy that works the floor as far as getting people in their seats and yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, very proper. He's a, a British guy. He's like, so, uh, there's been an unfortunate uh, uh, situation <laughs> that we must. Uh, uh, these seats were promised to uh, another party. And Chappelle's like, man, you motherfuckers, you guys put me here. You know, and I'm just like, ah, and I'm like, oh my God, they're asking Chappelle to leave before me. And then I just, I had that little moment where I'm like, well, you know, it's Mexican independent. <laughs> 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 we, we got, I got to get one up on you. <laughs> he had a mariachi band. <laughs> yeah, get out of here, Dave. But then the guy, Dude, you know, the, the they guy, move I actually, them. I actually yeah. take personal offense to that because you do not move, Dave Chappelle. No, you don't. Right. How do you, you do move not. these two oh. people? So here's what and no did. offense for these people. Hold on, hold on. Whoa. No, no, no. You don't say that either. And it, well, hold on. It was, it was, hold on. Like, oh, let me say this. It was explained a, a little bit off. I know it doesn't mean much to us, but it wasn't duh, baby. It was little baby. So it's a little bit. Little baby, I, duh, baby. I don't care whose fucking baby it is. <laughs> it's Joe Rogan and the greatest stand-up comedian. <laughs> fuck them. No. I, if I was there, I would hit them yeah, with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go get them. So here's what happened. We're actually trying to have them on the Show, show also. Well, you know, everybody has days you know, where they, <laughs> they need to have their seat. They were promised those seats. Yeah, so yeah. promise is a big deal, though. <laughs> Did, was it a pinky promise? That's the thing we got to know. Yeah, who, pro who promised them? It so to here's what happened. This is where therapy will help you. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the guy who's, uh, who's making the arrangements, first of all, he was freaked out because they told him, you need to tell. I can hear the whole conversation. It's like, I got Chappelle. Joe Rogan, and to my left, Michael J. Fox. I'm like, I'm just like, are you God. kidding me, right? So the guy comes over and he tells Chappelle and Rogan, he's like, sir, this is unfortunate, unfortunate. These seats were promised to someone else. Um, we, can, we can put you ringside next touching the ring. And, they're, and then they were both like, well, hell, man, you know, <laughs> Rogan, let's, let's go. So they they yeah. got out and they went and they, they put him right next to Oh, Dave that's fine. That's cool. Cup. Did Dave have a full cup with him? I I I, he, he, I I got him a shot. I got him a shot at the bro, kilos. Nice. It, it cool. That dude is the best person ever. He's fucking hilarious, bro. We, we we see him out from time to time, and he's he's one of the nicest people in the family. I'm so glad you brought up that he drinks because I I I'm a huge fan of comedians. Before I even met you, I was really fucking nervous. I I love because I I I look up to you guys. I know what you guys are doing. I know how hard it is. I saw him as well at a fucking boxing ring. His brother's boxing match. And he was coming, and I literally, Ooh. I made eye contact. He was going to sit right here, and I literally go, and I'm not doing it. And I literally got up and left. <laughs> because he was coming in all hot, and he was drinking his boys, and I'm like, I'm going to fuck up this night somehow. I'm going to say you something. Can't, you can't with him. He is the most easygoing person on the fucking planet, bro. He really he, Bro, he goes out of our way to tell us, like, Huge fan of your show, guys. I'm like, well, I'm like, it would be nice if you would sit on the show with us, Dave. He goes, he goes. Are we, I'm sorry, I, by the way. Are we butchering his? his no, voice? I can't do it. I'm not a fucking linguistics <laughs> expert. I'm doing the best I fucking can. Here. But he goes, I'll do it when I'm ready. You know, like uh, the fact that he, he would even acknowledge that, like, and just no, he, be like he, the know, nicest person in the world. He, he was very nice the entire time up until they booted him. Uh, and then, of course, they put Travis Scott and and which baby? Little baby, <laughs> little baby. Yeah, I want to get my baby right. <laughs> And he, yeah, he was wearing the ski mask. And it's funny because it's like there's somebody with a full-blown ski mask and he had bling oh, for days. I'm like, 
It, yeah. It just looked, it looked weird. Ski, ski masks are yeah. in now. The, the, the like anonymous Nate, like you're anonymous. Mm-hmm. Right? You're not showing your face, but everyone knows. But everyone you knows who you are. Yeah. yeah. That's this, I don't know. And so but, I told, I told Travis, I go, you have no idea who, who just got kicked out oh for boy. you guys to sit here. Oh boy. Travis, Travis was like, I know exactly who the hell got kicked out. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. Enjoy the fight, sir. <laughs> have, a, have a good time. Have a good time. He's a little bit more. He's a little bit more reserved than than Dave for nice. sure. <laughs> but the night that that night that he didn't talk to Chappelle was the night that he came back and gave that speech to Jake and yeah. you after the fight. Yeah, and that was GP was like, "No, he's not fucking coming in this locker room." We're like, "Yo, GP, that's Dave Chappelle. Man. I don't give a fuck who it is. <laughs> this is a closed facility." He's like, my okay, dad. GP, Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I got one of those type of things. Nice. <laughs> uh, get, Suck it up. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Getting recognition from your peers is sick, especially especially at, at the highest level, right? Like I, I had to imagine that feels awesome. Um, I wanted to pivot a little bit and 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 and, and not to go back on it, but I do, I do find your uh, your dedication and ability to innovate in the space. I imagine has been instrumental in your success. Is there something that you could attribute to your success more than the the rest? Was it like the syndication of clips on YouTube? Uh, was it was it was it the touring? Was it the Comedy Central specials? Which elevated you the most? The willingness to give up everything to pursue this dream. Mm, you know, there's, there's, when I say sacrifice, I mean sacrifice. There were lots of hours and time uh, that, you know, clearly could have been spent uh, with people or doing things, having fun. I, you know, there, once money started coming in, it could have been easy for me to just dick off and be like, all right, I'm going to go party. I'm going to go do this or I'm going to get into that. And I didn't. I, I knew that, you know, like I, I know what I want and I'm willing to, to sacrifice and work my ass off to get it. And I think that if you're willing to, like I, I said, I tra- I take no time off. You know, if I have an opportunity to do work, I work. And I think most of the time people aren't willing to work. You know, they say they want it. You know, that's why I love listening to Kevin Hart when he talks about how, you know, you, you if you want something, what are you willing to do to get there? Like Kevin Hart, in my opinion, is the hardest working comic uh, actor, whatever you want to call it, in show business. Because I, I honestly think he schedules his shits because I don't know when. He's not working. He's always doing something. He's always on a commercial. He's always on television. He's always doing something on the internet. He's got his own slew of shows. He's got his own channel. He's always making a movie. And when, just when you think the movie's done, there's two more coming behind that. And I'm like, there's got to be 87 Kevin Hart's. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Because it's like, wow. And so, you know, when I talk to him, he tells me, you know, the conversations about that, about sacrifice and what, what are you willing to do and how much do you want? And this can become uh, addicting where it's like, because I, I don't think Kevin can say no. I, I think that so much is riding on Kevin where it's it's very hard. And and uh, uh, saying no once everything is just happening, it's super hard. So it's when do you call, so when do you call it, Fluffy? Like I, I thought about it. I thought about retiring right after Dodger Stadium because I says, you know what? I don't know if I'll ever be able to do anything as amazing as this in one night. This is like, are you kidding? How do you just go back to you know? Hey, but hey, don't forget to tip your weight staff. You know, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that. That would have been the the going out on the highest point possible. So, like, what what do you do now? How do you how do you set a goal for yourself? Because, like, like literally, that's it's not every day someone sees the peak. You know what I mean? Or or knows that they jumped a shark. Mm. Yeah, that's an old saying. Um, <laughs> 
I forget you're young. You just freaking you got the you look old. Yeah, you got the yeah. <laughs> so it's uh you know what, what are you willing to sacrifice? I, I know that right now uh, I want to see how this special does. Mm. Um, based on that, I'm I'm gonna see what what I can do because I definitely don't want to just fade. If anything, I want to go out with a with the bang with a bang. You have to. And so uh, if if there's something that can be done that's bigger than this that that I can aim for. Someone said, hey, man, you should make friends with Elon Musk. See if you do comedy in space. You know? Maybe <laughs> like you could be that. the first comic to do jokes up there for Someone's you know, 10 gonna, minutes. Someone will do that. Someone will eventually do it. Yeah. You know, And I don't know if I pass the physical or not, but fuck it. I'll die in space. Why not? <laughs> you know, he went out there, man. <laughs> <laughs> he just, just never came they, they opened the door. They let him out. He's, he's hovering over. <laughs> Fluffy somewhere in the universe. The <laughs> you could be the first orbiting comedian. <laughs> there you go. So, and, it, and it sounds like a joke, but is it at this point? I'm telling you someone will be the first. Everyone will be the first someone to do something, something. in space, which is fascinating. Um, um, but, but yeah, um, what are you willing? What are you willing to sacrifice? Yeah, and I'm, I'm, I think that's been the biggest thing is is being able to give up certain things to get to the goal. Just hearing you talk, I, I think you're gonna have a hard time with retirement. Yeah, you, you, sure. you sound like a workhorse. You, you I, do I what you love, love. I love being on stage. It's yeah, my favorite man. thing in the world, and. Um, Yes, I could, you know, try to get into other things, whether it's, uh, you know, more acting or, or uh, you know, I like doing voiceover. I've been, I've been doing a lot of that. That's been a lot oh, of Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With, with, with movies and stuff like that. But it doesn't bring me that same level of joy of being in front of people, being in front of a crowd, being having that instant feedback, knowing that you're connecting and just going back and forth. It's, Maybe you need a hobby. Awesome. You, gotta, I, I don't, I, you know, uh, shoot. <laughs> I collect chihuahuas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I collect chihuahuas. Another, another thing, too, on the, on the uh, going out with a bang thing. Maybe maybe it's not about uh, using the metric of a sold out stadium and that success as the as the apex comedy, like so many other things, is an ever evolving uh, environment and your ability to do it is an ever evolving environment. So if instead of looking at Dodger Stadium being the biggest thing you've ever done, maybe the end of the road for you is being the best comic you ever can be. And that never ends. And so you can find yourself on stage for the rest of your life, whether there's 10 people serving fucking Michelob Ultras in the crowd or you're selling out Wembley, you're just doing the best you can for yourself. And so maybe maybe people sometimes need to just like change up their metric for what they're doing and why they're doing it. Because I'm sure you fucking love what you're doing, regardless of how many people are in the crowd. That, is, that, that, that was very well put. Very well put. Thank you for that. Yeah. Try oh, that's, that's give, awesome. Give something. Hey. Fucking learn. I got you. I got one. Uh, well, so like sometimes when I'm deep on myself, and I think, uh, no, but on a, on a serious note, uh, how do you stop yourself from like, if say you, that is your, your goal, right? That's your top. That's the thing you want to like walk away from. How do you stop yourself from being bitter when it's done? Cause that's one thing I'm noticing people that I look up to. The one thing that I don't want to have that takeaway from is like, fuck dude, once I see somebody accomplish their goal, it's like the scariest thing is because the goal lasts 30 seconds. Once it's finished, it's done. And then now I'm just watching them tear themselves apart. If it's like a mental thing or if it's like a physical thing. You want to call someone out? I'm not calling anybody. Who are you talking about? No, nah, I'm not talking about anybody. I'm talking, somebody I look up to is, is, is dealing with this. And so I, I, I watch it and, and it's, very, it's very tricky. It's, it's, a, it's a very, um, it touches deep at home. Because mm -hmm. think about it. You worked your whole entire life for this. You worked your whole entire life. You did all the sacrifices. You did all. You finish it, and now you're just like, either mad that it's done, or you're lost and you have nowhere else to go. So, like, how do you what? Like, how do you keep yourself sane? Can, can I add? Can I add one before you answer that? Or, and I, I'm seeing this because I, I think I, I'm catching what you're saying now. Is um, 
a lot of people who are really great at what they do have a hard time adapting to an ever-changing landscape, especially right now, mm-hmm. right? There's new ways to be successful. There's new ways yeah. to do exactly what you're doing, sometimes even better than you are. And a lot of the, the old heads sometimes have a hard time swallowing that. I'm not sure there's a question, but no, no, no. But uh, as far as <laughs> as far as being bitter, like for me, I'm thinking, OK, if I did everything I could possibly do that I could think of and, and all the boxes have been checked, I, I don't see how I could be bitter um, unless there was like, oh, man, if only I could have done that one thing or or, or done that one thing, then maybe there's that mm, unfinished business. Then that could lead to bitterness. But I think that if if everything has been done, uh, it, it has to be nothing short of of joy and a celebration of the fact that it, it happened. You, now, you would think, you would literally think, because I think this way. I think mm. you know, there's no way you're not celebrating for the rest of your life. But I've realized just from watching it, bro, it's there, for example, you, you're in like this, you're going 100 miles an hour. But behind you, you have a 1,000 people that you're directing how to set up these things, how to do these. All these people make their livings off of the direction you're taking. Now imagine goes, and now you're like, no one's asking me to do anything or like act to do anything. I have to jump onto this ship and do that. That is the problem that I've, I've noticed, and, and I think it's wrestling with the pride thing. Like, Drake said something in an, in an interview once that stuck with me forever. He goes, I'm just, I hope I know when it's my time to go, to, like, leave mm. and, and move on and be happy. And I was like, how the fuck is that, a, like, a trouble thing to do? And I never locked in until I saw my heroes go through it, bro. They were saying things that I never thought they'd ever say. They're doing things that I never thought they'd ever do. And it's all because they're just fucking prideful in the fact that, yo, my time's done. I'm going to move on. I'm going to go do this. And it's just, and by the way, I'm not saying that you're anywhere near that. I I hope you're not getting that at all. No, but I hear what you're saying. And you know what? That actually is a concern because I do have, I do, you know, there's a, a support system. And definitely if I was to just stop, that would be an issue. But I don't think I would just stop, uh, you know, trying to be an entertainer or try to be in this business somehow, um, I would just, you know, once everything is checked, if I decided to walk away, you know, uh, I would have to find something to, I couldn't just sit oh, there you can't retire. and twiddle my, my, my yeah. fingers and be like, all right, we're just going you know, to switch it up. Dip our feet in the pool. And, you need a hobby. I, I would need to find something to do. Um, I, I think it would need to be something that would require me to give focus and attention if it's a hobby you're just going to kind of like eh, you know unless, I, I you, unless you monetize I it to i would need to yeah i would need to be, make it something that that like i need to give it you know you got to water it you got to nurture it you got to grow it you got to embrace it and make it something but definitely i couldn't just walk away because i know that me stopping would stop an entire machine of of people and their families and things that are, are going on there's always you know it's not just me yeah. So I got to make sure that that, you know, whatever it is I do, it's uh, I'm looking out for everyone else. And, you know, because if everyone knows that I'm, I'm being mindful of that, then they're going to be mindful with me. So it's kind of like it's a it's a give and take. But yeah, with, with Drake, you know, we're talking about a different tax bracket altogether. <laughs> you know, there's that one percent and then there's that freaking zero. Well, yeah, because that's a luxury. Because that's a luxury in its own right, too. It's like, you know, to, to be Drake, he can say something like that. Like, I hope I know when it's my time to go because he because he can check his bank account. He's like, all right, well, I got five hundred and eighty million today. So maybe I should wait till I got nine hundred and seventy two. Not everybody has that. Some people have to keep working because they got bills to pay. They got food to put on the table. So it's a little bit more complicated than just knowing that your legacy is secured. Sometimes you need to know that you can afford to pay for mortgage for the next 20 some odd years of your life before you check in your final destination in the fucking ground, brother. You feel me? 
Are you a gangster? Hey, I was just trying yeah, to get, that, that, that looks trying like to get deep. I, Fuck, I, I, I'll I talk about that. toes right now, bro. Like, oh, All I'm saying is some people have to keep working. Go ahead. Okay, man. No, don't fucking... Don't. <laughs> You've been blocking me the whole time. Now you're gonna fucking try to like that's fucked up, bro. I cut because I caught that look first, man. <laughs> hey, I know you're rich, but are you buying stuff? Fun stuff. Fun stuff. Toys. Um, we have this go uh, GoFundMe. Yeah. <laughs> we all want go karts. We got, we, these, them, we got these dogs, man. <laughs> we got these dogs. You got both. Uh, you know what? No, I don't have a boat. Uh, I have friends that have boats and they are either really, really happy or really, really upset at the fact that they have a boat. <laughs> so I don't want to, I don't, I, you know, I'd rather just be like, hey, can, can we go for a ride this weekend on your boat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that's it. Um, my toys are uh, Volkswagens. I collect Volkswagens. Oh, shit. And so I, I call it, I have uh, about 30 Volkswagens. Oh, uh, oh, you have a hobby. Yeah, well, I, yeah. <laughs> you got a hobby, man. I, I call it the Jay Leno starter kit. I, I, got, I got these cars. <laughs> And then uh, I recently started collecting muscle cars. So I got like a 68 uh, Camaro. I got a, a, you know, 69 Chevelle. I got two Chevelles, actually. Uh, I just bought a 64 Impala. And I know it sounds right. You know, okay. of course, he has a 64 Impala. No, I'm not doing anything to it that looks like a, a, a 90s video. Um, I'm keeping it stock. <laughs> That's but, cool. But yeah, so I got I got some cars. And, um, you know, I have my, uh, aside from stand-up, I have my merch company. So I have a building in, in Long Beach where, you know, I keep everything going and that's that's where most of the staff is. And uh, so, yeah, just making, you know, coming up with ideas for for stuff to put out there in the shows and, you know. Yeah. I, I ask because I, I, I do think it's important uh, for hustlers like yourself that you you, you reap the benefits of the, of your work, mm -hmm. the thing that you're doing, you know, and uh, I'm glad to hear you have 30 Volkswagens. Nice. And if you want to <laughs> donate one to our GoFundMe, Go we will accept. So, uh, you know, one thing that I, I really admire, uh, aside from the fact that you've managed to find so many different um, avenues to to thrive in, is uh, I, I met your your trainer. You got a you got a, a train like a legit trainer because I know people say, "Oh, I got a personal trainer." There's always some douche with a freaking bottle of water yeah. walking yeah. around. Yeah, <laughs> no, a, a gallon, a gallon of water. Yeah, yeah. He's got the glasses. <laughs> he's always biting the glasses. I'm his trainer and stuff. But no, your dude's legit. Um, I think that's the one thing that has uh, that I haven't gotten a grasp on yet is is getting my health in order. And I don't just mean in order. I mean getting to the point where you know. Uh, like getting to a certain level physically where nothing hurts where, you know, cause I'm, I'm 46 now and it's, it's different. you know, I, I used to not have pain and now I have pain and I don't fight people. I don't get hit. Where's I the feel pain? like I got hit, dude. It's everywhere, bro. <laughs> it's everywhere. <laughs> That's why I put on sandals. Cause freaking tiny shoes is like, oh, it's, hey, 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 hey. it's not good. You need support. In your so, shoes. The sandals are bad. Actually, you need to support these the knees. How are your knees? On the road, I'm good. I got you know. I, I wear my New Balance because that's that's the, that's the healthy shoe to. What are those scars from? On your uh, oh, knee knee surgery. ACL, knee surgery. MCL, uh, torn meniscus. Yeah, MCL, torn meniscus. So so that's a that's a that's a big scar for a meniscus. That's a big knee. Touche. Touche. It's funny too because my my doctor told me he goes yeah that's a procedure it takes about ninety minutes and then four hours later he goes wow. <laughs> He goes, that took a minute. We were really in there. Yeah, that's, that took a minute. But no, man, congrats on, on everything. But, but more than more importantly, man, just, dude, you freaking, you know, way to go. Way to stay in shape. It's, it's not an easy thing to do. And that's a lot of sacrifice, a lot of time. And, man, I love burgers. And uh, it's, it's hey, hard. Nah, he is it's hard. Well, well, also, also, yeah, I'm, I love burgers. But, but you're. Clearly, I love them more. You might. <laughs> 
You might. You want to argue with? Hey, me? listen. I was. I, I was eighty pounds heavier. Listen. This is what I want to. I want to say this to you, Fluff. Can I call you Fluff? Yeah. Okay. I I would I would I would love for you to think about your health while it is still an option. Do you hear what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Because one day, a doctor will tell you that it's no longer an option, and it's the worst fucking thing that you will ever hear in your entire fucking life. Well, haven't you already been told that? Absolutely. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah. So you know, so you know what it's like. Yeah. What was the What was your thing? You 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 had you were oh, on no 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 yeah that store weren't you being diabetic you know having uh just uh, anytime you're overweight yeah yep. you're always gonna have a uh, a series of issues and the older you get the harder it gets yep. to to you know bring it in and 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 do something with it and so yeah I'm at that point now where I'm like fuck man that's a lot of money I'm gonna leave behind uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> who's gonna drive the Volkswagen <laughs> there's so many of them. Everyone in this room gets one Volkswagen. <laughs> what's that? What's that struggle like though for you? What's it's it, hard, yeah. man, because it's like you know, I, I and I even have a gym. That's the sad part. I have a gym, and it's like twenty feet away from my room, and it's like, it's not just it's it's like ah, oh, it's 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 so it's a it's a mental thing for sure. I want I want to I want to suggest something. It's a theory that I'm playing with that I think works because, believe it or not, I actually don't I don't I don't love working out, and and I'm I'm physical. Uh, physically uh, fit by default, I guess now because it's like it's it's my job, part of the business, you know. Yeah. But I, I I don't like working out, dude. It's hard. Like I I I struggle like everyone else. But something that has always helped me, and if um, physical health is going to become a priority in the upcoming years of your life, uh, just put on your tennis shoes. Start there. Put on your tennis shoes. Go to the gym. I don't care if you are on your phone. I don't care. If you're hanging out with a friend, show up. Put on your tennis shoes and go to the gym. See what happens, because I bet you end up doing something, something. What, what, even if it just, even if you are texting, like Mike, go on the elliptical, text whatever it is, and 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 it, it is a consistency thing. Is it? It is a slow buildup, but eventually you will start to feel that momentum that you have now in a different arena. Because I, I I'm hearing you talk. I know I, you have the success trait. I know if you devoted energy to physical health or anything physical fitness you could do it you know put on your tennis shoes go to your gym that's right outside your door they're right there text work on work on your routine whatever it is like even if you dude i i mean you're you're 100 speaking 100 my language it's just showing up there are some days when i go to the gym and i, I go on the elliptical for 15 minutes yeah, who cares? i get you a went. little sweat going and i went my main thing is that i get there every single day mm. but the other the, the messed up thing about it is uh, and, you know, counter that point. So many people, I expect even me, talk about going to the gym every single day, but all of this shit is built in the, in the kitchen. It's all gut health. It's all what you're putting in your body. Mm. You could you could run a marathon every fucking day, but mm. if you're eating like shit, you're gonna look and you're gonna feel like shit. And this is the lesson I've been learning lately. It's a lot of it is because because I've struggled a ton with my weight. I was I was over, uh, just about 300 pounds at one point, and mm. I lost 130 pounds. I was down to 170, which was actually disgusting. Oh my gosh, it was horrifying. Whoa. I was cycling a lot and eating nothing, but um. Lately, I've been just working on trying to find that balance with food. And a lot of it for me lately has just been straight up portion control. Because like you start to feel like if you eat grilled, if you're just eating grilled chicken, you're just eating potatoes, but you're, you still have these massive plates that you feel the, you know, when you feel the weight of the plate. Yes. That's still not okay. Like you got to just control your portions, you know, or at least that's what I found for me. So I don't know. You, you know, better than we do. You've got I've years been, I've on us. I've been a million yeah, diets sure. and, uh, you know, some things do work, but then you get. You get comfortable. You're like, wow, look at me. This is going really well. And then you want to celebrate. Yep. Yep. And next thing you know, there's a jiffy peanut butter on the <laughs> counter yeah. and you got a spoon in it. You're Hell like, yeah. Ugh. It's like, 
Anybody else got that whole peanut butter crack thing? Yeah. Hell yeah. I can relate to the crack part. So I grab, the, the, I, I grab the peanut butter and a spoon, <laughs> and then I'll get a bowl of, of cereal, and then I'll hit the cereal with the spoon. Wait. And then I'll eat the cereal off the, the yeah, it's like a little combo. Oh, that's. Wait, what, that's what type cool. Sorry, what type of cereal? I'll, I'll get like, um, Please say what you, like Frosted Flakes or something. All right. Or, you know. Uh, or peanut butter on the spoon. Even, even uh, Raisin Bran, because I like the raisins. Right. Can, can you give me one more, a third try? A third try? Yeah. Uh, like uh, Honey Nut Cheerios. I was just thinking that, that maybe surprises you, me. Yeah, I was thinking maybe you might include the goat, the goat of all cereals, and everyone and everyone knows it. Well, Captain Crunch is is close. That's like a, a senior executive at the company. But Jeff, Jeff, you know it. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. C- yeah, wow. CEO of the business, the operator, Cinnamon the president. Toast Crunch. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Relax. This is oh, a known. Fa- this is objective. a known thing. This is not, This is an objective situation. <laughs> everyone in the world knows that when you talk about cereal, everybody's shouting not, out their cereal now. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> What did you say? Fruity bubbles. I mean, great. So also senior senior VP level. You've got you've got one, you know, basically god of cereal, and then all the other little guys can play under it. That's fine. And I and I and it's because you can do so much with cinnamon toast. So much. It's not just about the cereal. That milk afterwards. That oh my god. that is a yeah. flavor. Oh, that, yeah, it's called horchata. 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 Yeah, Kevin. Right? If you got if you got cinnamon toast crunch and you <laughs> yeah. put milk in it and you kind of you eat whatever's left over, that's freaking horchata. Oh, is that what that is? Yeah. Yeah. I call it. Ain't. I, it's not. <laughs> it but tastes that's like it. It tastes like, like, like it. You I, see how offended he goes? He goes it's not. <laughs> He's from Guadalajara. <laughs> yeah, that's rice water, but it tastes <laughs> like it though because of the cinnamon. Yeah, I call it. I call it angel cum. Oh, so angel, yeah, angel cum. So five. So five dishes. Five <laughs> dishes is the magic number. You take that bowl after five bowls of cinnamon toast crunch. You take that milk. You could bottle that shit and sell it to fucking Bill Cosby, bro. <laughs> Literally, dude. I'm not. I'm not even fucking kidding, bro. Five dude, bowls, oh, yeah. Mike. Oh yeah. That's so Cosby will gobble that shit right up. Do, do you smoke? I used to. For how long? I used to. In my twenties, uh, I'd say I had a little run uh, between like I'd say like twenty and twenty, almost thirty. Why'd you so stop? I, you know what? Um, I rely on my voice. And and mm. my uh, weed dries out your throat, man. And then mm. my voice was starting to crack, uh, and and that became a, a problem. And plus, I'm like, I'm good, you know. I mean, what did I need to come down from? I'd rather drink. I'd rather drink than than smoke. Really? Yeah. I'm the opposite. Yeah, same. I, I think the implications of drinking they they're longer lasting for me. Mm. Weed, I can chill out. They're do, both bad. Do you, do you have a hyperactive brain? But and the problem too is that uh, either I'll go right to sleep. Or I am up thinking about like how to conquer the world. Okay. You know, I'm just like, all right, all right, what's going on? And then my <laughs> with brain weed or is drinking? Just, with weed. Oh, bro. Weed, weed. Yeah, no, it's, and then I, just, I start thinking about, I get dark too. I'm oh, 100%. About real That's dark, how I always was. Dark things. And it then I got shows. friends that go, oh, you got to try the, 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 the double berry fudge, uh, yeah. kush. This, and I'm like, <laughs> talk to me in English, dude. I have yeah. no idea. And then I have friends that'll give me like edibles. And I thought that was a good idea for sleeping. And then I, I, uh, I was given one and, I didn't feel anything. I thought you were supposed to feel it like in I love like 20 these minutes. I love these. And so I ate like two more. Rookie mistake. <laughs> Rookie mistake. I was on the uh I was on the 405, man. And oh, I'm like, no. it hit. And I'm just like, wow. And I, I remember being so grateful that there was traffic because at least I was able to manage at five miles an hour to get home. 
where it was just like, mm, yeah. I was just so happy for traffic at that moment. <laughs> I, I, I don't like edibles because it takes too long to hit and it takes too long to go out of your system. Plot, plot yeah. and, and, and if you're having a bad trip, that's no. Yikes. Plot twist. There was no yeah. traffic, buddy. Nice. There was no traffic. <laughs> you were driving. It was five, a Saturday. <laughs> you were driving five miles an hour in the fast lane with no one in front of you. Oh, man. Yeah. So I, that for me is just I, I can't I can't handle it. So I, that's oh, it's it's rough. I'd rather take some Advil PM. <laughs> call it a night. Or some, or some NyQuil. ZQuil. Yeah, yeah, right. Or ZQuil. Yeah. Uh, okay, well, dude, that's all, that's all I got. Uh, nice. <laughs> I, <laughs> on that note. No, no. For the show. I, I, uh, I feel blessed and, and extremely full after talking with you, man. Nice. I, I, I appreciate your time and energy, and thanks for coming on. And hey, can we talk real quick uh, when we oh, first sure. met? Uh, hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. Don't kill it. Okay. I like this. Oh, wait, okay, wait, wait. Still on. All right. Uh, he mentioned it uh, earlier. We uh, we met at the um, Andy Ruiz white party. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, I, I, I've heard. I've, it does sound racist. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound racist. So Andy Ruiz had just won the the heavyweight championship yep. from uh, from Joshua, and he wanted to celebrate, and he threw this white party at his house. And same. when I heard white party, I go, "What does that mean?" Because I that's I did the same thing. I'm like, "Am I invited?" I'm like. <laughs> Do they want me to park cars or what? <laughs> why, why am I being invited to this? Uh, yeah, I don't own anything white other than like, you know, underwear. And even that's questionable. Um, and so I, when I agreed, it's off white. I was, I was allowed to bring a couple of friends with me. And so I told everybody, all right, here's the catch. It's a white party. And then they're all like, dude, we're not, I go, you're not, I know you're not freaking white. So, <laughs> so we all had to go to the store and then buy clothes that we were going to just for the party one time, just for the party. And so that's where, you know, met you there, your brother and, yep. and Andy. Andy wore white for the first 30 minutes of that party. And then he, he's like, I'm Andy. It's my house. I'm the one throwing the party. And yeah. then he went and changed. He was he went and fucked changed. up that night, too. It was he a party. Was, but but I got to say this. Time. As the classic gringos of that party, because there were very few, like we were the only whites at the white party. <laughs> I don't think I've ever been so scared to, like, look at a girl. Remember, I was we were I was telling you about this. And like, Ruiz I, has some boys, bro. And so do you, bro. I don't have his boys. I don't but have just his in boys. general, like obviously the, the house, the Mexican did, culture. Did, did the like, house have a kind of a Scarface feel? Yes, that's what I'm trying to right? say, bro. I, there was some. Oh, I'm looking, looking around. Yes, <laughs> oh my yes. So, Tower. Do not slip up. Yeah, <laughs> there were some good-looking girls there, and, I, and somebody was like, hey, Kevin, or no, Kevin wasn't there yet, but somebody was like, Yo, you see that girl over there? And I was like, No, I don't. Oh, I do not. I don't. I haven't <laughs> seen a single girl at this place. There was a girl in a bikini, and she had a sword and she that was the one that was the one we're talking about yeah she was chopping the bottles of the bottles bottles of champagne and she's like watch this and then boom and you could tell you know she's just boom and she's knocking this over no one's even looking at that her her, her, i couldn't hold off on i I did get her instagram i I remember i I remember i remember that very vividly she was my ghost it's worth yes yes (laughs) well and she had a sword so i was like maybe she'll defend me but it was such a it was a it was a good time. It was just the entire time I was like, all right, now what? Now so once I saw the girl with the sword, and then and then there was a, a naked girl with sushi. Yep. She was covered in sushi. Yes. Yep. And I'm like, okay, there's yep. a naked girl with sushi. And the guy's like, do you like sushi? <laughs> I go, I think I do. <laughs> I like sushi. I do not. So we're eating sushi, and then there was drinks, and then there was a fountain, and and just, there's just so many different things going on. And I'm like, you know, it was cool. We we took a we took a really cool picture. And uh, you and your brother and Andy and myself, yep. and I and I uh, I posted it online a while back, and I says, yeah, uh, uh, Andy Ruiz and I are gonna challenge, you know, <laughs> challenge the brothers <laughs> for the the tag team championship. For the, it was just being stupid, and then people started making comments in there, and I'm like, whoa, oh wow, whoa, 
Yeah, the, it was the block was really hot for us back then, mm. I think. We were, but you know what? It's just like wrestling, man. Uh, if people are talking about you, that's good heat. Whether it's good or bad, that's, uh, you know, that, that equals numbers. So those numbers are, are, are bank numbers. We've learned that now. You know, it takes a while, though, to get used to people talking bad about you. And, and, and Jake has taken kind of on the role of villain more than me, and he loves it. I haven't always been good at it. Uh, you know, because I, I just want to be liked. I, we all want to yeah, be liked. You know, I'm pretty normal, yeah. I just want to be liked. I don't, I don't. But sometimes you do got to activate that. And I think at that time, Jake was really pressing some buttons, which is probably what you were feeling. But we've come a long way, man. Mm -hmm. We've come a long way. And it is, I mean, it is an honor to have you on this podcast. And I really appreciate this time. I think a lot of people are going to take away a lot of good stuff from this episode. Yes. Big wrestling fan too, by the way. Hey, that's, man, I, I am going to make that's you awesome. proud in that, in that vertical. Oh, man. WrestleMania, LA. I'm, I'm going to be there. April 1st, my I'm gonna be there. birthday, dude. I'm going to go crazy. Oh, my gosh. I want to see you there. I'm going to be there. Cool. I'm going to be there. Cool, cool, cool. That's exciting. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well, Gabriel, thank you for coming Wait, on. Wait, no, hold on. Oh, sure, Georgie, go Sorry. For it. Uh, we're actually doing something new moving forward, I think. I, you guys want to open this up or no? Uh, I want to I see you try to describe okay, it. Okay, I'll describe it. Uh, I was sitting home smoking a fat J, and I'm sitting there watching all of your stand-up, and I'm getting so excited that we're about to sit down and talk. And I go, dude, we sit down with the coolest people in the world, and we don't take anything but that beautiful conversation. So I kind of wanted to start something where uh, we get you to sign and give us money for a GoFundMe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we want, you, we want you to sign something so we could take it away because I think you're something really special in this world and I don't want to walk away without having something memorable. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah. So uh, sign this and give us money. Uh, We're actually going to auction it off so we can buy it, folks. No, 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 no. But, 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 okay. But do we, do we have a marker or are just going to hand him a shirt? Yes, I did. I brought a marker. Or why don't you just give him a shirt? We, so, that so makes more sense. We, if Aloha. We got you the Hawaiian shirt because, that, you know, that's you, my thing. Yep, yeah. exactly. And, and George did have the good idea. Uh, we get memorabilia related to the guests and have them sign it. I actually think it's a great idea, George, and you're right. And we'd love for you to sign this and be our first memorabilia impulse. So, uh, interesting fact, the reason why I wear Hawaiian shirts is because of Robin Williams. Oh, no yeah. way. Yeah, that was his thing. And so, uh, you know, I said, I just wanted to be like Robin and, uh, yeah. So cool, man. Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll get you a marker after the show, but we're going to be doing oh, that. Have it. Oh, he's going to do it right now. Okay. Cause I'm going to do it. You can use my back. Oh, all right. Nice. <laughs> Oh God! He, he's been in that position too many times. This podcast way too comfortable getting in that this position. Is, uh, <laughs> what are you saying, Jeff? This is, is like the guy that Jeff is pissed the, uh, right now. Dial up on the porn. <laughs> what are we gonna do with it? I just think it's cool to have. George is right. We have some pretty cool conversation with. Well, people. no, but the way that it was explained ticked me off. I started this episode angry. I'm gonna fucking finish it. Out. Sure. He came here. George said that all he does, the guest comes here, they give us something, and all we do is take that away. So now he gave us the show and his signature. Now we've taken even more. <laughs> like, where was the logic? What? I can't hear you, you, Dylan, because the mics are resting on a wire. <laughs> there we about go. A fucking <laughs> oh, wow. All right, Fluffy, thank you for coming on this episode of Impulsive. Uh, be outside. Thank you. <laughs> Guys, hit that subscribe button if you're not already subscribed. We love you. Follow Fluffy on all his channels and watch his new special on Netflix. Take it easy. Peace. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.